0: Welcome to the Wild Soulcast. I'm your host, Anna Kinkela. This is a sacred space where we hold deep conversations on spirituality, conscious leadership, feminism, creativity, and how to more meaningfully and intentionally nurture connection within ourselves and with others. Welcome to episode eight of the Wild Soulcast. This is your host, Donna Kinkala, and I'm excited to be back with you this week for our third installment of the five-part series, Unembodied Leadership Through the Five Elements. This week, we are going to be diving into the Earth Element And if you haven't had a chance to check out the other two installments, I highly recommend that you take a listen when you have the chance. This five-part series is all about how we can deepen in our own personal leadership, both in our life and business. And we deepen in our leadership through the lens of the five elements. And as I've talked about in some of the introductions in the other podcasts, I use this particular lens because as human beings we are so interconnected with nature and within our physical body we all have the five elements within us, right? So because we really follow the rhythms of nature and the five elements are reflected in our own physical bodies then it makes sense that we can really learn so much from diving deeper into understanding how these five elements play out and how these five elements are really reflections of different parts of our consciousness and how we can really use that to shift how we show up in our life and business. And so when I say different parts of our consciousness, I'm talking about the ego and our conscious mind, and I'm also talking about our unconscious mind, which is very much underneath the surface and is something that we are not generally aware of, but that's still directing our life and how we are being. In the first two installments of this exploration, we focused on the air element and the water element, which are reflections of how our thoughts and emotions move through our experience, how we experience those layers of consciousness, and also how we can really shift the relationship we have with those parts of our consciousness. So our thoughts and emotions are reflective of our ego. So it's the conscious things that We think every day that we're aware of and it's really, you know, the gateway into understanding some of our deeper unconscious programming. So on a conscious level, we register that we're having a certain emotion or that we're having a certain thought. And I think everyone has a different level of awareness of maybe what thoughts they're thinking or what emotions they're feeling but these thoughts and emotions that we have are kind of projections of you know what lens we have of the world and of ourselves and so it is such an important way for us to start the exploration which is why we start with air and water or thoughts and emotions and now as we dive into the earth element and talk more about that we're really taking a look at the bigger picture. We're zoning out and taking a bird's eye view of our patterns and our fears as a gateway into shifting the power that we have in order to change and re-pattern how we are being in our life and business this may or may not make sense to you right now and have no worries. I will talk at length about what this really means before we dive into the meaning of the earth element and patterns and fears and why that matters for your own personal leadership. Just like in the other installments, first, I just want you to tune into what gets brought up for you when I talk about the earth element. So when you think about earth, what are some of the memories or images or sensations that come up in your awareness? What are the associations that you automatically have Are there any smells, any sounds, any feelings that rise up inside of you when you think about the earth element? It's so important for us to really tune into our own intuition as it relates to the elements because. Each one of us has a unique composition of these elements in our own bodies. So think about what does the earth element feel like in your body? Is the feeling that gets evoked for you when you think about the earth element an experience that you have often? Or is it something that you really have to work towards? So I'll give you an example. For me... What gets brought up when I think about the earth element is I think about putting my feet in the dirt, and I really smell the scent of fresh earth in the morning when it's been covered by dew. And I feel more of a heaviness in my body, the sense of grounding, a feeling of calm and peace. And being surrounded by nature all around me. So, those are my associations with the earth element. And I know for me in my own life, I experience the earth element quite frequently. So, I quite frequently feel the sense of groundedness and peace. And I mostly find it in nature, but I also find it within myself when I'm in meditation. Or even just when I'm being still and when I'm not initiating a lot of movement, but maybe sitting in my office chair, right? There's that kind of heaviness and groundedness just in that space. Or when I'm focusing in the moment, enjoying cooking or when I'm writing something, right? So, you know, the earth element can really show itself in a lot of different realms and Perhaps this is part of your experience as well when you're engaging in some of these activities or when you're connecting um, with those parts of your experience. But on a deeper level, the earth element is really reflective of our patterns and fears, which really means that we are now descending into the unconscious mind into our unconscious programming so that we can really understand where do the ways that we behave, that we are in relationship with ourselves and others, where do those things come from? And it gives us an opportunity to peel back layers of our conscious reality that help us to get to the root of why we do what we do and help us to really shift from automatic programming into more mindful and intentional living and being within ourselves. So as we dive deeper into this topic and really talk about why this is important for your leadership, I want you to visualize a representation, a metaphor of what we're going to be speaking about. So if you think about a beautiful, tall, luscious tree and you see this tree on the edge of a stream or a river and the roots of this particular tree are exposed. So you can see all of these individual roots that are connecting to one another and going in all sorts of different directions and when you're standing on the other side of that stream or river you can really see this beautiful tapestry this beautiful connections that are being made through the pattern of these roots and this is such a beautiful visual to represent how we can actually zone out on our patterns and our fears and witness the big picture witness kind of the bird's eye view of how we are in the world and where that way of being originates. So the roots are really the foundation. They're the underlying structure of that tree that allows it to grow tall and strong and that allows it to expand and reach for the sky. So in the same way, that is exactly what we are doing in the earth element. We are looking at our roots. We are looking at the underlying structure. And that is what actually empowers us and enables us to grow even taller, to expand even more, and to reach towards where we truly want to be, right? To expand in the direction that we truly want to expand in. So it is such a beautiful analogy for the work that we are doing. And you might be thinking, but why didn't we start with the roots, right? If this is our foundation, if this is the underlying structure of who we are, then why didn't we start there in our series? And if you are asking yourselves that, that would be a very good question. And the reason for that is that our patterns and our fears are pretty hard for us to access on a general day-to-day basis. We don't spend a lot of time kind of taking a bird's-eye view of what we're doing. We're mostly in our eye experience because we're human beings. That's just natural for us, right? We're mostly in the ego because we're looking through our own lenses at the world and we're experiencing and thinking whatever we are. It's so automatic for us. We don't have a lot of conscious control over what we think and feel, unless we start to shift the deeper underlying structure, unless we start to kind of dive into the roots of where it came from. Right. And so for most people, and actually for all of us, we have to really start with the things that are conscious, that are visible to us, and then work our way down to the roots to understand the greater patterns and fears that are playing out underneath the surface. So, You know, our thoughts and our emotions are such a beautiful gateway into us understanding the unconscious things that are playing out in our everyday life. In our Uveda, the earth element is actually the conduit through which all other elements flow. And it makes so much sense, just in the structure of how I even developed the group program, that the earth element is right in the middle between air and water. And then on the other side between fire and ether. And it's really the entryway into us starting to repattern our unconscious mind so that what is showing up consciously then starts to shift and change. And so that we are able to actually access and tap into our intuition, our truth, and our highest consciousness, which is what we're going to be talking about in the next two installments that are going to be coming up. So this is really that middle point that starts to give us so much ability to flex and change what is playing out. So through this deepening, you not only just get to know yourself and also, most importantly, love yourself at a very deep level. You're also really learning then how to change and repattern what is playing out In the unconscious realm, so that that starts to shift in your conscious reality. For a lot of the women that I work with, they come to me because they've already done a ton of personal development. So they've done a lot of work in their conscious realm. So this can mean a lot of different things, but it can include, you know, reading personal development books, it can include, you know, doing mantras, reciting mantras, and writing positive thoughts out. It can include more conscious mindset programs. So perhaps looking at the story that you're telling yourself and then rewriting your story so that you're essentially changing the way that you are thinking about something. And all of these have a place within You know, this equation, right, they're all helpful and they all take you to a certain level of leadership or a certain level of embodiment. However, what I hear most often with the women that I work with is, you know, I know what I should be thinking, right? I know what I should be feeling, how I should be acting in this moment, but I just don't feel it. Like I don't believe that this is truth. And so this is something that's really important for for all of us to tune into is the difference between you know knowing what you should be thinking and you know very consciously replacing your thoughts versus you actually believing and feeling that way about yourself and about what you're doing because at the end of the day if you don't actually believe and think you are worthy that you are enough that you deserve to be successful right? That that's within your reach, whatever the story is that you want to believe. If you don't actually believe it, you are not going to show up in that way. It really requires a full body. Yes, I believe this. I feel this. I know this to be true of myself. And so there are different layers of becoming in that process. And one of those layers is definitely addressing the conscious realm. But if we don't really get to the point where you start embodying that belief and knowing that to be true for yourself, you're going to circle in the same patterns over and over again. So you might know what you're supposed to be thinking, but if you're not behaving that way in your life and you are not feeling that way in your life, then whatever belief you have about yourself at your core. Is still going to be reflecting itself to you in your life. So if you don't believe that you are worthy, then even if you're writing out mantras every morning that are saying, I am worthy, I am worthy, but you don't believe them, you're still going to be seeing evidence around you that tells you that you are not worthy because of the lens through which you're seeing the world, right? And so this work is all about really getting to the root of all of it and shifting that unconscious programming so that then you start to really believe and feel that you are worthy, not just think it. And this is the thing. You can't talk yourself out of a deep ingrained feeling within you. I've seen it work for short periods of time for people and for myself in my own experience. But in the long term, whatever belief you have in you about you and about what's available to you will always come back because it's so automatic. It's in your roots. It's a core belief that you have about yourself. And if we don't do the work of the unconscious programming, it's going to repeat itself over and over again. And this is really why I talk so much about embodiment, because until it drops into the body, until our body feels that we're enough, until our body like feels whole within ourselves, till our body is responding in accordance to what we want to be thinking, we're not going to believe whatever we want to think. So really learning how to allow our thoughts to drop into our body's experience is such an integral part of this work. So then the question is, you know, how do these unconscious beliefs get ingrained in us? How do these patterns form in our awareness? And why do we act from this automatic conditioning, these automatic ways of being in our lives? I really look at our unconscious programming from a couple of different perspectives And so one, which is, you know, something that psychology talks about a lot is that, you know, in our developmental years, our blueprint is really created. So the experiences that we have in childhood, the relationships that we have with others, how relationships are modeled to us, all of that is really such an instrumental part of the blueprint that we grow into. And when I say blueprint, I literally mean the blueprint is in your brain and your neurological pathways, and just the way that you automatically react to certain situations, and the way that you automatically think and feel about certain things. So you can even picture this huge neural network in your brain, and it looks a little bit like roots expanding in every direction and those neural pathways have been reinforced and patterned in a certain direction and so when we're creating new patterns we're actually creating new neural pathways and shifting the way that we have been being in our lives up until this moment and you can get very in depth about this and you know there's lots of science and research articles that talks about this as it relates to human behavior but I also want to touch on the other two ways that our unconscious can play out that has more of a spiritual basis. And so the first one that I want to talk about is past lives. So depending on whether you believe in that or not, past lives you know, can definitely play out in our current reality in some way. So something that we've carried with us from a past life can you know still be playing itself out in our current life. When you're doing the work of acknowledging your patterns and repatterning, you might not ever consciously actually be aware of the fact that it's a past life. There are practitioners that definitely do past life regressions. However, for the purposes of what I do, It's more about actually recognizing spaces in the body that are reacting or spaces in the body that are holding on to something. So it may or may not be something from your own life. It could be something from a past life. And you may never actually know what that thing is. But it's more about understanding that there's something there and working with that energy in order to release it and to shift it. In addition to past lives, another piece that might be showing up in the unconscious realm and affecting your conscious reality is generational trauma, right? And science has actually spoken to this on some level that there's initial evidence proving that we inherit trauma through our DNA. And so there is definitely a lot To point towards us replaying patterns, energetic or otherwise, that were true of our parents, our grandparents, our great grandparents, and so on. So, there's a lot of value in looking at your history, looking at your ancestry, and knowing where you come from, not just even first generation, but beyond that. Your stories are important. The stories of your ancestors are important. And that is a huge part of actually reclaiming yourself is reclaiming those stories. So as you dive into the earth element, you really dive into all of your roots, not just your childhood, but also your familial, your ancestral, and your past life roots. And this is where and how your unconscious blueprint is created. And so when we talk about the unconscious realm, I also want to give you a metaphor for understanding how this works in your life. And I'm going to give you the metaphor of the iceberg because it's such a potent example of understanding where our behaviors, thoughts, emotions automatically generate from. So when you think about an iceberg, the part of the iceberg that's visible above the surface is just a small percentage of the actual totality of that iceberg, the actual mass and volume of that iceberg. The majority of the iceberg is actually submerged underwater, and it's not something that anyone can see, unless they dive underneath the surface of the water, right? So this is much how our mind, our brain functions, is that we are aware of the conscious part, but there's this whole chunk that is underneath the waves, that is underneath the surface of the water, that we are not consciously aware of on a day-to-day basis. And that is exactly the part of us that we need to shift, that we need to... Repattern in order for the top of the iceberg to start to change in shape and to start to look different and feel different. Another name for the unconscious realm is the shadow, and it's shadow work that I talk about the most. So, doing shadow work is you reaching into your unconscious realm. Shadow work is really looking at the things that you typically avoid, that you typically find to be very uncomfortable that you reject about yourself, that you do not like about yourself. And that's really the realm of the shadow. And that's where the gold is. Because when you can learn how to accept, when you can learn how to maybe even perhaps love parts of yourself that you haven't been able to love in the past, that's when you are able to integrate your full self into how you show up in the world. So the earth element is very much about observing the patterns and the fears that are inherently uncomfortable for us, that we inherently avoid through different coping skills, coping strategies that can either be healthy or unhealthy. And so things like procrastination, you know, numbing out in front of the TV for long periods of time, right? Or, um perhaps even numbing out our emotions by not paying attention to them, drinking, using drugs, things like that, right? There's all these different ways that we numb. It could be scrolling through our phone, looking at Facebook, playing video games. That's a numbing activity. So there's so many different ways that we avoid that are both conscious and unconscious. And the earth element really gives us an opportunity to look at those patterns, to shine light on them so that we can start to shift them and become more present, more aware, more integrated within ourselves and more happy within ourselves. If we didn't spend so much time avoiding the uncomfortable things, how different, how much more present would we be with ourselves, with others, with our life in every single moment? That means a lot. That's a huge thing because we do live in a culture that is so used to numbing and avoiding that we really need to make our way back towards center. And be able to sit with some of the discomfort that inherently comes with just being a human being. I also want to talk about the connection between our patterns and our fears. And why we actually talk about fears when we dive into the earth element. So on a very basic level, the earth element, there is this tone of survival. And as human beings, we have this automatic switch that's built into us to survive and obviously that's you know based evolutionary way back when when we used to run for from tigers and from predators all the time and so we still have that switch built into our mind and our body very much reacts to fear pretty strongly I could do a whole podcast on fear, and I probably will um, in a couple of months' time. But, you know, when we talk about fear, fear is in pretty much everything that we do or don't do, especially in the things that we don't do. So fear becomes a gatekeeper, a protector that keeps us in our comfort zone, that keeps us, you know, quote unquote safe. And safety in the modern age really means, you know, I'm comfortable with where I am. I'm doing things that are predictable for me, and I don't have to worry about getting anxious or getting challenged or getting judged or et cetera, et cetera. It doesn't have to actually do with life or death situations on the whole. However, our primal mind doesn't interpret fear in different layers. It just interprets it in one way, meaning that when we are confronted with something uncomfortable, we automatically revert to this fight, flight, or freeze response. And so when we talk about all the avoidance strategies that everyone has, no one is exempt from them, right? It's a very primal piece of who we are as human beings. And so as human beings living in the modern age who want to grow, who want to stretch out of their comfort zones, fear is the number one thing we really need to be attuned to as we are growing in our own personal development. And so, like I said, I could talk about fear for probably an hour, and I will go deeper into it. But as it relates to patterns One of the quickest ways to spot our unconscious patterns is to actually follow our fear and our anxiety. We actually feel fear a lot of the time. We might just not be tuning into it consciously. So sometimes you can really label your fear and say, oh, yeah, I'm really scared of public speaking, and that's like a growth edge for me. And other times, fear can really disguise itself within our excuses or the things, the ways that we procrastinate or avoid things. So when you're noticing an avoidance pattern happening, or something that you just haven't been able to get done, or ways that you've numbed out from your feelings, from whatever is happening around you, then the deeper question to ask in that space is, what am I afraid of here? What's causing me fear? Right? And That could mean actually tuning into your body and seeing where the fear lives. How is your body responding when you're in a certain situation? And what happens right before you do an avoidance behavior? What are you thinking? Where are you? What's happening in the body right before you start to scroll through Facebook or right before, you know, you start to, take a swig of your wine or right before you start to numb out to TV. right? What's happening within you that's feeling uncomfortable, that makes you switch out of that and do something where you don't have to think or feel or be in the present moment. And so if we follow, you know, if we identify our coping strategies or avoidance strategies or numbing out strategies, and then we backtrack and look at what was going on right before and ask ourselves, what are we afraid of in that space? then that can really help us to get into the deeper underlying patterns that are playing out in our life so automatically that we don't even recognize it. So this is why it's so important to tune into the conscious, the ego realm first, because it helps to just get those initial data points. It helps to get a lay of the land. It helps if we can sit with our uncomfortable emotions, our uncomfortable thoughts, And it really helps if we can develop a different relationship with those pieces of our ego so that when we get to the patterns and the fears, then it allows us to go even deeper. And we can go even deeper into the unconscious realm and start to unravel those ways that we've gotten used to uncomfortable being in our life, but that aren't really serving our highest purpose, that really aren't serving what we want to achieve and where we want to go. So if you're having trouble tuning into the unconscious realm, you are not the only one. We all have trouble with it just because we are humans and we are very much in our eye. Which is why it's so important for each one of us to work with a mentor or with someone who can draw attention to those patterns that they're seeing playing out and who can really guide you and assure you into identifying some of what's playing out in your awareness that you're not consciously aware of. Um, So that's the first part is definitely getting a mentor, working with someone who can help you unravel into some of those spaces. The second part is, like I mentioned before, follow your body and follow your emotions. If you're having a hard time, just start with the body and notice what's happening in the body in any given moment. Tune into that and explore that. The body is an entryway into our unconscious mind and also into our higher consciousness. It contains everything. It's truly a gateway. So Paying attention to the body, understanding where different emotions show up, where different experiences show up in the body, and exploring and sitting with that is such a beautiful place to start. And then seeing where it leads you, right? Being curious, having the attitude of curiosity instead of judgment is huge in this space. And once you tune into the body, it will usually lead you to an emotion. And the emotion is a great place to start that will help to connect you with the thoughts that you're having. And then you can backtrack and see where did this line of thinking come from? Where did I learn this? What experiences did I have that caused me to feel this way, that caused me to think this way about myself? And then it's a matter of really giving those places within you love and healing and attention and giving them what they didn't receive back then. So this can be done through inner child work, through healing the mother and father wound, right? So there's all these different layers that you can heal within that. And so there's a lot to say about each one of those individually. Um, But today was really about calling attention to how can we tap into our unconscious? Why is it so important? And if you're stuck at a certain level of embodiment, and if you're kind of struggling to drop from the head and into the body, this is the piece that's missing for you. It's the unconscious realm and tying what you already know about the ego, doing some deeper work with the ego, and then bringing your awareness into the unconscious so that you can make it conscious. Once you make it conscious, you have so much more power to shift and change things. You have so much more awareness, and that changes the game for how you show up for yourself, for others, in your relationships, and how you are in your business. That is what I had to share with you today about the earth element and about patterns and fears, and I hope that it was helpful and beneficial. And if you loved what you heard today, if you're enjoying this series, please subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review, letting us know what you think. And tune in next week as we dive into the fire element, which is all about our intuition and our truth. So it's going to be a juicy one and you won't want to miss it. See you all soon.